0: today I am very excited and honored to introduce you to one of my clients at CAP Educational Therapy Group, Cooper. He joins us on the podcast today to talk about the impact that educational therapy has had on his academic journey. He shares what sessions are like with me, what he thought about educational therapy in the beginning and his initial reluctance about ed therapy. We discuss his self-advocacy skills and how he eventually got on board with ed therapy once he really understood what it was and he also really takes the time to share how much it has helped him not just in school but in life as well and I definitely want to point you all in the direction of Cooper's musical ambitions so go listen to his Mr. Hightower albums on Spotify and Apple Music and if you are interested in having either Steph or I work with your learner sign up for a phone call at www.capedtherapy.com or www.capedtherapy.com w.myedtherapist.com. Let's dig in.
1: You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast.
2: Hi, Smarties. Welcome to Episode 279 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And today we're excited to have one of Rachel's clients on. Welcome to the podcast, Coop.
1: Hello, everybody. You've
0: been excited to do this episode ever since I mentioned that I wanted you to come on. And we finally got it in under the wire. So I'm excited that we made it through. But, Coop, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience and tell them how old you are and what grade you're in? And,. Maybe some of the extracurricular things you got going on right now, all right. just so our audience knows a little bit about you.
1: Yeah, for sure. So my name is Cooper. I'm currently in 10th grade. And ever since I came to Rachel, I mean, my school life has became much easier. And yeah, it's more about myself. I mean, I play baseball. I'm a really big baseball player, which has been interesting. It's all mental and just working everything out. I think Rachel has helped me with that too. So it's been a blessing in disguise.
2: Aww, I love
0: that. So Coop, when your parents first talked to you about the idea of working with me, do you remember that conversation? What did they say?
1: Yeah, I was kind of confused at the start because they said an educational therapist. I'm like, what does that necessarily mean? But now I really understand. They were telling me about it. I'm like, I don't know about this. I think I could work this out fine and I could just get a tutor, but this is so much more than a tutor. and I found that out after a couple of sessions, pretty much. Yeah. What did you think after those first few sessions? The first few, I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. I guess. I honestly didn't know if it was going to work at the start. I thought I was pretty organized, but once I really started doing this, I started feeling the stress levels just like, Shot down, and as we kept going, everything became just easier, easier, and easier,
0: so when you first came in, what you're saying is the first stuff that we did in session was really organizing your systems, right? Yes, and we did that kind of I think before the school year even started,
1: yeah, definitely. I think usually I kind of go into the new school year blindly, I don't really know what to expect, and i don't really pay attention for the first like month, I would say, but <laughs> to go into it set up, I felt like I can really get engaged from the start and just stay engaged until the end pretty much. And it's definitely been hard. I mean, it's still hard. I'm not saying that this makes everything so much easier, but it definitely makes it easier and takes the stress off. It will help you do everything yourself later without needing help, but For the time, I think it's very...
2: You're helping your future self. Yeah. Future Coop appreciates it. I remember feeling very bossy
0: in those first few sessions with you. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, I do remember it, but I think it was for a good reason. (laughs) I think you needed to do that so I didn't like start slacking off again. I think that needed to happen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good. (laughs) So before you started with Rachel... Were your grades suffering? Were you stressed all the time? Like, What were you feeling? What was happening?
1: I would never say I was a really bad student, but I feel that I would just do the bare minimum and I would just get stuff done. I wouldn't actually excel and take advantage of, I go to a very good school. I didn't take advantage of the resources and the good teaching. I kind of just did assignments at like 60% effort and didn't study that much for quizzes and just did it. I never really went like above and beyond to really get assignments done well. I got them done, but not well.
2: Why do you think that is? I'm genuinely curious. Like, If you think back to your ninth grade self, was it because it was hard, because it was time-consuming, because it was boring? What was going on?
1: This was my first year at a new school, and it felt just really hard for me. That First off, the transition. And second off, it just felt... If I could get stuff done, I could still be a quality student. I wasn't aiming to be a great student. I was just trying to just pass by. And now that I look back at that, just like, why would I do that? It's such a waste of the teaching. It just doesn't help myself in the future. I'm just getting stuff done instead of really taking advantage.
2: I'm going to push back on you a little bit about that, though, because when (laughs) I transitioned... To this very same school. I actually did it in October of seventh grade, and I went from an A student to a C and D student all of a sudden. And I felt exactly what you're saying. There are very smart kids around you who are excelling, but also are, you know, lifers and who've been there a long time and know <laughs> how things work. And that transition of expectations between schools is extremely challenging. So give yourself a little credit because I remember being in that exact same position and it was hard. It was very hard for me. So maybe getting a little bit of confidence and seeing that you could, as you navigated, you could get through things. I mean, remember, you didn't know where things were. You didn't know all the systems that they have. And once you started getting that stuff down and going into 10th grade, I think that is definitely a little bit of a different attitude as well, because now you knew what to expect a little more.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: And you had
0: established yourself socially, Yeah, which was really important that first year for you.
1: That was what I was about to say, because I was a very social person. And I felt like the transition, the first thing I needed to do was really make friends and get to know people. I think I did that for a little too long. It wasn't even just the first month. It was like the first like three, four. And I was in such like a divot and it's harder to come back from.
2: For sure. But also you were joining a class that had already been together for a while.
0: That's it. Well established. I'm with Steph to have compassion about it.
2: Most of them came together in seventh grade, not in ninth grade. So yeah, definitely have some compassion for yourself. But let me just ask this. When you first started seeing Rachel, do you remember what goals you had?
1: Yeah. So I definitely remember Rachel telling me that, that the grades won't change right away. It's not just an instant like gratification type thing. It's not, you still have to work. You can't just do this for a week and have straight good grades for the rest of the year. You have to like stay committed and really actually do the stuff that you talk about. It's not just, Let's say I write on my calendar and I don't look at the calendar. You have to be active with what you're doing. Yeah. So Rachel told me that stuff at the start. And at first I didn't understand it because at first I was like, if I'm getting an educational therapist, my grades should just skyrocket instantly.
2: (laughs) I had to tell your parents that too, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. It's like if you get one home run, your average goes way up. Yeah. (laughs) so i don't know that that works that
1: way i thought that way at first but then it was like my grades are gradually going up just keep going with this and they run up a lot i mean the first semester of this year was so much better than both semesters last year i would say and then Mm. this semester i'm gonna be honest it's a little rougher because i feel the first semester you have a lot to drive for i mean for me personally I am leaving the school that I'm currently at. So the first semester I was trying really hard and there was pressure on me, but with Rachel, it definitely released some of that pressure. And I was pretty calm about it and I was doing really good. And then I got in, but then after spring break, started to have some late assignments, everything. So Rachel needed to have a couple bossy sessions with me. And I think I'm starting <laughs> to get back on track now.
2: Well, I mean, listen, you ran out of gas, And she needed to remind you to get some more gas in your gas tank.
1: Yes, for sure.
2: A couple of thoughts
0: that I'm having. First, you've always been coachable and you've always been, okay, Rachel, for the most part, for the most part, you say yes to the things that... I asked you to do and when you don't, I'm just like, well, who's going to win this argument? And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, of course. And you haven't really brought it up so much, but your self-advocacy skills and your willingness to go talk to teachers and collaborate with teachers. That was a huge trajectory before we even hit record on this episode. I asked you to send an email to someone and like, I didn't even read it. Cause I assume at this point, you know yeah. what to put in an email and why we're doing it. And that has been a huge shift for you as well. And you were very extrinsically motivated by this opportunity to transfer schools mainly for athletics. I don't think we've said that you're an athlete, but that's been a big component of sort of managing your time so that we can devote time to your sport and your rehab for your sport and making sure you stay healthy with all that. And that's also something that's factored in more this semester than last semester. You've had more commitments sports-wise, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Can I say something to the listeners? Yes. <laughs> I think you need to have a good relationship with your teachers. Since I said earlier that I'm very social, I feel like I participate like a lot. Even if I'm not right, even if you don't have the right answer, you can still give it a chance. And really, go meet with your teachers. Most teachers, unless they're like a really bad teacher that like hates you from the jump, most teachers are open to listening to your like opinions. They will educate you. I have very good teachers. I feel that I am almost friends with some of my teachers.
0: But it's also something that is true for you, Coop, and it's something I've definitely said to your parents over our time working together. The fact that you are so likable is only going to serve you well. And you know how to schmooze the adults.
2: Keeping like that because honestly, I got an email from my seventh grade math teacher from this very school this morning. So the teachers that I had are still talking to me that I made those relationships with. So, which is amazing to still have their support.
0: I'm like social media friends. Yeah. With some of my teachers. And so, like, when I got married and had my son, like, they reached out. That's got to be wild for them to watch. Like,
2: they remember, like, little you, Rachel at 16. Yeah. So keep going on that for sure, because that can only bring you great things. Yeah. It's only benefited you.
0: Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what our sessions are like now.
1: Okay. So, the first thing. Before the session, usually the week before, I go to my assignments on whatever site it is. And I basically put it all in my calendar with the notifications on. So I get notified about when my assignments are doing everything, not just assignments. I set up for my baseball. I put in all my Zoom meetings, all my practices, all my games. So first thing I do is that is before the session. And then, start of the session, we revise and make sure that all of that is done. And if it's not, then we put it in. Then after that, we basically just look over stuff that I haven't done. Here, I can give an example. Let's say I have a history assignment that's like an essay. Let's Say there's one question at the top. I would try and make it two questions, even three questions if I need to. So it's easier for myself to really use those questions one by one and answer each of them to put them into one big essay, if that makes sense to the listeners.
0: We've definitely talked about that strategy on the podcast before. So yes, it does make sense. You're breaking down those larger assignments into answerable questions. Definitely, yeah. And you're talking about setting up your systems. We also go over your email every single time.
1: Yes, we go over my personal email and my school email and make sure. And if I do have any missing assignments or late assignments, I can email that teacher and say, because baseball, you know, I get pulled out of school a good amount for it. So I need to email my teachers, go to office hours a lot, email the counselors. So I do that also during the sessions if I wouldn't regularly, but I've definitely gotten better at that since the start of these sessions.
0: Yeah. And I would say that there was a period of time where you weren't necessarily updating your systems before, but for sure in the last several months, I know before we've logged in, you've at least looked at it. Cause let's be honest, I'm gonna ask. Like you know that's where I'm gonna start is are things updated. And then we go through your portal to make sure we always do that. And then any other uh, strategies you want to talk about that we've done Coop?
1: Honestly, like if we have extra time, if there's an assignment that I need to do and it's due later that day or that day after, then we would do it in the session. If it's something that I feel that in my free time, I wouldn't want to do to have someone like Rachel pushing me to do it. It makes it so like, well, I'm already here. I might as well do it right now.
2: I am very proud of you for sitting there and having the awareness, the metacognition of knowing yourself and knowing that at a different time, you wouldn't want to do those things. And since you have help right there, just get her done.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: And it's usually easier, too, even if we can't finish an assignment, a lot of what we do is like scanning and planning, as Steph would say. Yes. For the assignment. And so making sure that you know what your responsibilities are. And if you have questions about it, we answer those questions about it. What do you think are the assignments that you typically avoid? Either essay
1: assignments and like history. Actually, I like history. As I said to the viewers earlier, I'm basically friends with my history teacher and he's made me like history. So that's definitely a good thing. But long assignments like that, like essays that they give me like three weeks to do. There's no way I'm doing it until like the last week. But you really make me split up. Once I split up the questions, it makes me feel like it definitely takes the stress off. I answered these three questions. I could go deeper with these questions and give like three paragraphs right here just from the questions. An introduction and conclusion. That's five right there. That's a full essay pretty much. I need it. So
0: Makes it more manageable to break it down.
1: Definitely.
2: So how have things changed at home as a result of ed therapy?
1: Before it, my parents, they were on me about school because all they could see were my grades. They wouldn't hear me out as I would have wanted them to. I'm like, I'm trying. I really am. But at the time, I was trying, but I wasn't trying hard enough. So they were on me about assignments.
0: You were trying,
2: but you didn't maybe have the skills and strategies that you have now. Maybe it wasn't as effective as you are now. You're trying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was using time wrong and everything and my parents were really on me. But with Rachel, I feel like whenever my parents try to tell me something now, I feel much more confident. I'm like, I already did it. And there's a lot of times where that's the truth. And I could tell them, I'm like, you don't even need to talk to me about it. Me and Rachel talked about it earlier today. I have a plan. So that's really good. I feel like I'm really like free. My parents tell me stuff sometimes. I'm like, oh, Yeah forgot about that. Thank you. But it definitely feels like I get to talk to my parents more about other things than school being brought up as much as it used to be. So that definitely feels good.
2: And then they just bring it up with me. I mean, I think your language around, I talked to Rachel about it and I have a plan is amazing. That in itself is huge because having a plan is the first step. It's the first step in being able to actually approach what you need to do. So, bravo to you. So, what would you tell other kids? The kids that don't want to do it, don't think they need it, or don't know what it is, or anything you want to tell them, or what you would tell your past self?
1: I didn't think it was a good idea. I thought this would maybe be like a three-session thing, and then I'd be done with it. And I would know everything about learning, and I would have stellar grades. (laughs) I would tell people that you could be open to it. It might not be for you. If it's not for you, then okay, (laughs) then you do what works for you. But I feel like since I have ADHD, not saying that that is a bad thing, because it's definitely not cases, it's a good thing. I would say that this really just helped me put the pieces together and just gives me a good idea. I definitely wouldn't say this only helps me with school. I feel like I've been way more organized in all aspects of life. It doesn't just have to be school. It's like, My baseball or any plans that I have. I feel like my room is more tidy. I know it's an educational therapist, not a therapist, but it almost feels like therapy to me.
0: Like life therapy?
1: Yeah. And to have life therapy and making school easier, I feel like it's a perfect combination. It's great. If you're open to it and you're looking to get something that could really help you in school and life, You're feeling very stressed. This really helped me just release and become more calm as a person.
2: Mm, I love that.
0: So, Coop, one of the things that I want to make sure you get to do is plug your album. Oh yeah. So you're also a rapper. Yes. In addition. That's awesome. To all the other things. I've always loved this because this is a total executive functioning exercise for you to like write music get it out there, figure out how to do it and like get it out to a general audience. So share a little bit about that.
1: Okay. So my name is Mr. Hightower on Spotify and stuff. Introduction of Mr. Hightower is my last album. And I have an EP coming out kind of soon.
0: I think it'll be out by the time this episode comes out. So yes, it might be.
1: And pretty much, I just really liked writing and I really liked rap music. So I'm like, let's put this together. And For the first, I would say like nine months, it's just me recording on my phone, horrible quality, just stealing beats off YouTube and stuff. (laughs) But I've learned a lot more about it. It's been a really cool experience. My first album took me like a year to write and stuff. And I feel like it's taught me so much about writing. I feel like I've become a better writer. I can write raps pretty quick now. And it's taught me a lot about just music. Like, it's cool to really be in the music industry. I know I'm not that popular with my like 65 monthly listeners, but not <laughs> well, someone matters. is, I'm not going to be like the biggest rapper. It's a release as baseball also is for me. Whenever I feel like I'm on the baseball field, it feels like therapy to me. I don't think about anything else. When I'm writing music and making music, recording, I'm not thinking about anything else. So, yeah introduction of mr hightower
0: that's where the adhd is
2: the blessing oh yeah
1: yeah definitely
0: because your ability to hyper focus both on those two things that you find pleasurable is the blessing of it right there
2: once i get into
1: something i'm really into it i'll give an example yesterday i went swimming in my pool and i was like i'm just gonna swim for like five minutes but then okay i don't know how to swim but I watched a YouTube video and I attempted to swim for like two hours because I'm like, I have to get this perfect. I'm a perfectionist. So for me to really like drop an album and then not be fully perfect, it was such a relief for me to show like people really liked it, even though in my heart, I'm like, this isn't perfect, but I really got it out and I really loved it. So it means a lot for like people to listen and stuff like that.
0: How can our audience find it?
1: Okay, so it's the introduction of Mr. Hightower on Spotify and Apple Music. And Mr. Hightower is the rap name. And yeah, this EP will be out. This one's way better since I know how to do stuff now. Nice. <laughs> when you guys are listening to this, you'll see some heat.
0: Okay. Good. <laughs> Coop, thank you so much for taking the time to do this with us today.
2: Yes, thank you.
0: It's good to hear like your reflections on this. I mean, it's all stuff that I know because we talk about it all the time, but it's nice to hear you kind of put it in those words. And I'm glad that stuff got to meet you too.
2: Yeah, I'm proud of you. Well done. Thank you. All right, Coop, do our signature sign
0: off, which is have a great week, Smarties.
1: Have a great week, Smarties.
0: Have a great week.
1: (laughs) Have a great week. (laughs)